Nailers with a couple of goals in the second period to pull ahead of the Norfolk Admirals 2-1. First it was Cam Brown, then it was Brady Florent. We'll recap the scoring coming up in our next segment. But first, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in the building tonight, and I'm happy to be joined by their director of player development, Scott Young. Scott, thanks so much for joining me. It's a big organization this year. We were talking about it during the summer, how many contracted players that we have here in Wheeling. It's a higher number than I've ever seen. How did that process come together in the you guys are as deep as you are well I think it's something we discussed after last year with the amount of injuries that we've had in the past couple of years we've really had to bring in bodies because it uh, it seems like you really have a lot of bodies to start the year to start the season as things go on as we've seen again this year uh, you need them all and that's what's going on right now uh, we've got some healthier guys this has been the the uh, the break the bye week and the all-star break up top for the big team and uh, we got, you know, the trickle-down effect that has come down here to Wheeling. I have been so impressed by the big club up in Pittsburgh this season. It's so easy for fans to nitpick when a team is as talented as it is and maybe it underachieves. Let's look out west, the San Jose Sharks, who people feel should be better than they are. But for what Pittsburgh has gone through this year with Crosby missing significant time, now Gensel, Brian Dumoulin, Justin Schultz on the blue line, what's really kept this thing together, kept it on the rails, second place in the Metropolitan, and given this team a chance at a solid run in the second half towards the Stanley Cup? First of all, I think you've got to give the coaching staff a ton of credit to, uh, to be where we stand right now with all the injuries that you've just mentioned. Uh, it's a that's the first credit right there. You've got the team playing the right way. The team is bought in. Every player is bought into the system. A big change from last season has been the amount of uh, odd man rushes given up. Last year we gave up a lot of odd man rushes. This year we're a very stingy hockey team. We're getting goaltending. We have really good defensemen. Forwards are doing their job coming back to help out. And defense is creating offense. And I think, uh, it, you know, it, it was it was evident early in the year when we were winning with a lot of injuries to start the season that the guys coming back into the lineup had to play the same way as the guys that were in the lineup at the current time. And that's gone on all season long. One of the things I've noticed with this team this season, we've seen four 20-year-olds at any given time on this wheeling roster. Everybody knows that the game just keeps on getting younger and younger, and some may go, wow, that's, that's interesting to see them at this young of an age making their pro debut. What is it about their makeups that makes them ready to turn pro at 20? Well, you know what? There's, there's times uh, in, in guys' careers that you have to come in uh, early. And, and one of those things is when you're playing major junior hockey and we make the decision, like someone like Justin Almeida, we make the decision that, you know what, he's tearing it up in the Western Hockey League. He's tearing it up for Moose Jaw. He needs the next challenge. And that's a, and it's a challenge. And, and unfortunately for him, he got hurt at the beginning of the season. And, it, you know, that's something that's kind of set him back. But uh, in, in a situation like his, this is a great league for him to come in, play against older guys, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And uh, anytime you think it'll be easy, hockey will put you in your place. And, uh, you know, for Justin, we have high hopes for Justin. We think he's, he's doing a good job. But in the situation that his particular situation, we felt it was uh, more beneficial for him to come play against men than to go back and play with some a lot younger players. This organization had John Hines for a while in Wilkes-Barre Scranton, Clark Donatelli here in Wheeling, and then Clarky goes up to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So there was a similar flavor in the organization for quite a while. 
BU guys too, which you're very familiar <laughs> yeah. with. Now Mike Felucci, his first year in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Mike Davis is his second year with Wheeling. Obviously, there is a balance of development and winning. How do you see those two being able to achieve both of those at both levels? Well, that's a good question, and that's something that I think there's always a fine line. We want to win at every level, but we also have to develop, and that's the thing that we have to keep in mind at all times. So we have to give young players opportunities. And, you know, that's something that we want young players to be in the position that they're on winning hockey teams also. So that's the tough thing with the coach. That's the tough thing, the d tough decisions that the, the management has to go through. But we have to make sure we're getting young guys in the lineup and giving them opportunities. Even though there might, hey, maybe there's, a, there's an AHL veteran that's 29 years old that uh, we know is, is you know, AHL ready, proven. We got to give these guys the opportunity because we feel down the road that they're going to help out the big team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. In the second half of the season, you're going to make that push towards the playoffs. Obviously, Pittsburgh's in good position right now, but what does your job entail? Because you're going to be looking at players with Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Wheeling, who you want to keep in the organization for another year, who may already be in an organization for another year, and I assume you're also tracking into the lower levels for players you've drafted or players who you may draft coming up in June. Yes, we have to make decisions on uh, you know, what our organization is going to look like next year and projecting and uh, also I'm responsible for uh, college free agents unrestricted free agents and trying to sign some quality players also so that takes up a lot of my time uh, when I'm not doing that I'm looking at our prospects and maybe our prospects that might be ready to come in and sign a, a, a pro contract whether we're going to sign them to a contract now uh, some we are going to be forced to make that decision because they're seniors in college Others are in Europe, and we have to decide whether we're going to bring them over here and they're ready to, to uh, push for the big club or come over and start in Wilkes-Barre or, you know, eventually end up here in, in uh, Wheeling. So there's a lot of decisions to be made moving forward, and you just have to have eyes on all your players to be able to make those decisions and make intelligent decisions. All right, you're a college prospect guy, so... You know as well as I do, next week's the first week, Beanpot Monday. Who's going to take the Beanpot <laughs> home this year uh, at the TD Garden? Well, the Beanpot period recap next on the Nailers Broadcast Network.